Welcome to a great day for hockey talk with your host, Paul Steigerwald. Paul Steigerwald standing by with a special guest. And let's go down the ladder right now and join him. Hello again, everybody, and welcome once again to It's a Great Day for Hockey Talk. I'm Paul Steigerwald, and we have a great show for you this time. We're going to be talking to Maxime Talbot, who was drafted by the Penguins in the eighth round back in 2002. Little did we know that Max Talbot was a guy who would become, well, a legend and a superstar. He scored the only two goals for the Penguins in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final in 2009 to defeat the Detroit Red Wings. That is something that will live in the hearts of Penguins fans forever. Talbot, a guy who won two Guy Lafleur trophies in junior hockey as the most valuable player in the playoffs, so he had a knack of rising up when the stakes were highest. He's a real character, and he plays with character as well. And, by the way, Talbot now plays in Russia for Avangard Omsk. It's a team that should be in Siberia, but their rink broke down, and so they're playing in Moscow, and that's where Max Talbot is living, in downtown Moscow with his wife and three kids. Let's listen to our conversation with Max Talbot, and we have a special mystery guest to join him. Okay, uh, uh, say hi to Max, surprise guest. What's up, Talbot? <laughs> hey, Colby, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's going on, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, I'm just on a diet now. I'm going to try to drop some weight down. i just got the retirement package going, buddy. <laughs> hey. I'm 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 about, I'm about there too. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you uh, pretty soon, I think. But uh, good for you. It's nice to talk. It's nice to talk to you twice in about a month. I know. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's great yeah, to have it's great that. to have you two guys on the line together. You know, obviously one of the big topics we have is 2009 winning the cup, but unfortunately Colby wasn't there for that. But we'll we'll go back. Let's we'll go back a little further and start uh, if we could. I'd just like to talk about what it was like for you guys when you were down there playing for Michael Terrian and Wilkesbury. Uh, I remember coming down to visit you guys, and uh, that was the beginning of a pretty nice long love affair between a group of players that ended up doing some great things. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was a good old time, you know. Is uh, you, you come professional, you're 20 years old. It's the lockout year in Wilkesbury, and uh, we had a we had a great team. Like I remember, I kept in touch with a bunch of guys. Actually, I was texting with Matt Murley, which I think we were on a line together, Colby, me, you, and Merles for some time. Yeah. Right? So uh, we, you, you know, you meet a lot of great guys, and, and you just turn professional in Wilkesbury with. Elaine Ashwedine and Ramsey Abid, my two fellow French Canadian with with with, uh, with Flower, that kind of took care of me and showed me the rope uh, uh, of the great city of Wilkesbury. And, uh, <laughs> and you just learn, you 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 learn from you know from the older guys that have been around, and you try to you're kind of innocent in a way, and you you realize what is uh, pro hockey about, what is responsibilities about. You get your first real paychecks, and and you go to Arena Bar and Grill and grab some beers, and you think everything. Uh, it's the coolest time in the in the world, and it was at the time. It was at the time, you know. It was. I can uh, say, I can say to, this, buddy. I yeah. can say, like, uh, and Staggy, our my time down there like means so much to my life. Oh, well, my wife is from there, for one. But the the guys that I played with there, as Max was just talking about, the guys are just awesome guys. And I think back over my career, that was some of the best times of my career. And you know, it just. It so happened that a bunch of those guys that we were with all kind of came up to Pittsburgh at the time um, and found a lot of success and eventually to 2009. But with Max there and uh, like our entire group of guys like Chris Beach and other guys that uh, that were on that team with us, we had a blast. Like 
we had an absolute blast every day at the rink, every day on the bus, every day, you know, at the restaurants or going for lunch and Murley and Whitney and the list goes on and on of the characters that we had and the good guys that we had. And then eventually leading to me getting called up. And I actually got called up the same day because Max had been up and down. He made the team out of camp and came back with us. And then I got called up for my very first ever NHL game with Max. And I remember flying out with him. Oh, yeah. So, so Max was, was a big part, of my, like uh, big part of my life. Yeah, right at Christmas. When was Christmas? And did you guys fly? Yeah, exactly. Why did you? Was it a road game, Max? Uh, well, I, I I can't remember because me like my first NHL game was at the start of the season, and then when Michelle Terrian, uh, it was Eddie Olchuk, the, the the coach in Pittsburgh, my first year, and then when Michelle Terrian got the job in Pittsburgh, uh, Edzo got fired like around that, like December, I think, and then. Terry got the job, and the first thing, first thing he did as a as a head coach in NHL is that he sent me back down. <laughs> I, I, I think he wanted to teach me a lesson or something, or you know, because I remember I was on the third or fourth line in NHL, and then Terry got 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 the job, and so got fired. And then next thing you know, I I show up in the room like, and I had like a yellow jersey or something. I was out lining up. I'm like, what what's going on? You know, everything was going well. I was playing the NHL. I thought it was great. And then Terrence sent me down, and I, I think I stayed down for, you know, uh, a week or two. I don't remember, not for, for so long, but uh, he kind of taught me a lesson that I uh, was not that cool, I guess. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, so Go ahead, Colby. Staggy, yeah. Staggy, we went from, I went from like three and a half years at this point now, almost three and a half, half a season there. Like it was almost the new year. And without a game, first round pick, and here I am. I finally got told after this one game that me that we were going up. It was me and Max getting called up to the NHL. And here I am after three and a half years in the minors, asking Talbo, "What the heck do I pack? What do I bring?" Talbo, what the heck is going on? And he's got all this cool NHL clothes already. He's a pretty fashionable guy at the start, but I, he had the, like the nice coat. You know how the NHL guys have the nice winter coat? I was like, holy smokes! Like, what am I doing here? What's going on, Talbo? Help me out! I'm freaking out. So yeah, we flew. We got up at like 6 a.m. flight from like early flight from Wilkesbury to Pittsburgh. Short little like prop plane. And landed and went to morning skate and I, I we skated. I don't even remember if we skated. I can't even remember the day really. It was crazy, but yeah, that was a cool. That Max was right there with me. I remember sitting yeah. next to Jordan Stahl once in the locker room, and Michael Terrian came into the room like you stood in the doorway of the locker room. So it would have been off to our right, like if we turned our heads, because Stahlzy Stahl was on the left side as you walked into the room, and so he looked to his right, and there was Terrian standing there. He goes, "I'm afraid of that guy." So like like what was it like? <laughs> Here's Big Jordan Stahl, who's like unbelievable moose, saying he's afraid of Michael Terrian. But what was it like for you guys to play for that guy? Well, you know, Stag, I'm I'm 34 years old. I got, I think I'm closing in on a thousand professional games right now, and I'm playing for the coach right now that I'm scared of too. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? What's his name? I, I got a I got a big white beard and I, I look like I'm 45 years old and I'm still scared of my coach. Like it's, it's actually, uh, it's Bob Hartley that coached in Calgary two years ago. It's so, Bob Hartley. Uh, Bob Hartley's your coach. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you're afraid of him. Right now. Exactly. Man, I got so, to you know, Max, Max, when I got to Atlanta guys, cause Bob yeah, had just got had fired earlier. 
earlier that year, and I never had Bob Hartley, but guys, he was gone, and guys were still scared of Bob Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, that I feel like we're, uh, you know, like I said, I'm pretty old right now, and we still have this kind of fear of, of the coaches, but uh, Mike was, was that type, too. He's the type of guy that, that commands respect, and, and you know, he he had that uh, that thick French accent, which I understood, but not everybody did. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I really think he was great for us. Uh, you know, for a group at a time, he was exactly what the Pittsburgh Penguins needed at at our kind of age and time, where we had a lot of young guys. We needed discipline. We needed to to change some things around the team. And uh, you know, I think everybody always <laughs> kind of remember his famous. Uh, uh, when he lost it, we have the worst. We're trying to be the worst defensive team in the NHL. <laughs> Not impressed. It's a pathetic performance. Half of the team doesn't care. You know, it's like, are we going to be happy to, to play eight minutes? I'm, I'm not going to be happy to play eight minutes. What those guys will say if we take 40% of their salary because they only play, or 50% of their salary because we, they only play for 50, 50% of the time, that's enough. That defensive squad, you know, this, I think their goal, I, I really start to believe their goals is to be the worst defensive squad in the league. And they're doing such a great job to be the worst defensive squad in the league. You know, they're, they turn the puck over, you know, they have no vision. They soft like I never see a bunch of defensemen soft like this. So, you know, they they put the two combination and they want to get their nose dirty. Well, hey. There's a lot of guys don't care. They pretend to care, but I know they don't care. The anniversary of that was just the other night we were looking at it on YouTube. It was like like, like 5 days ago. You know, so. I gotta say though, yeah, I gotta true. say, and Max, you can attest to this. That was like that was like a good NHL moment for him. But in the minors, he had several way better. Where he, you know, abused like you know went to town on us in the in the <laughs> paper about guys staying up till four o'clock in the morning playing poker. He went through, like through like yeah. every guy. He went through like every guy's thing like about their sticks. Like I think Endicott can't find his stick. <laughs> he smoked a lot, and I always was used to wonder, like when he's talking to you guys on the bench, did he smell like a guy who smokes? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah, see, like sometimes too. I, I, from what I remember, sometimes he smoked in the bus. Like it was like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Or like right before we'd get on the bus, he would smell like cigarette. But I say this with all the with all Mike's respect, because I mean, for me, it was a great. Impact. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I, I like. I love Michael Terry, and you know, I'm just trying to get exactly. to get to the essence of this whole thing. You know here. what I can say? I'll say this about him. Like he 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 commanded and demanded respect, and he changed he changed the Penguins organization from a standpoint from the minors and us as young guys. And prospects to playing the right way and playing the way that yeah. he wanted us to play, and probably getting more out of us than we knew that we had in us to be professionals or play at the next level. And we had hard moments with him, I think, for sure. All of us did. Um, and then when we went up to the NHL, it's almost like it's almost like we were talking the same language because as much as we knew that he was mad at us or we knew that we were going to be in trouble, we knew that he 
deep down, we knew that he also liked us because we were there. Otherwise, we yeah. would have been there because he didn't he didn't care to have anyone there that was that he didn't want there that he didn't know that was going to play the right way or or, or do the right thing. So yeah, you were his boys for kind, sure. It was kind of like yeah. all of us were. He he loved all of us. I, I think, know he did. Down like this is yeah. my feeling of it, but at the same time, to get to <laughs> to get himself to love us, he had to like be so hard on us to get us to do. Things that we never thought we could do in a way. I don't know. It was it was it was crazy. Like, it was like kind of old school. Kobe. It was Michelle Terrier, but it was like I had some tough days, man. I had some tell, brutal tell, days. Tell, tell us, tell us the, the day that he actually started to respect you. Isn't that when you had to show up in his office and kind of? Isn't that when you had to go and like kind of? Uh, Show him that you you actually were ready to fight him in his office or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't really told that story. Yeah, he, yeah, we had a we had a run in one time down in the miners where, yeah, we it almost ended up being a fight. But I I, I, I said I he yeah I said I didn't want to fight him, and he said his his record was a hundred percent. He never loses. So. <laughs> I was like, good thing that never happened. That oh, funny. that is that's hilarious. Well, listen, we don't have that a lot of time. Crazy. We don't have a lot of time, guys, so i got to move forward here. Like, so, like, because uh, I want to get to 09 with Max Colby, you know, so I don't want to give you the short shrift here, but at some point i got to kind of focus on that But because we don't have a yeah. ton of time. But I want to ask you what how you felt, Max, when Colby was traded. What did you, you think of that? Uh, it, was, it was sad. You know, I – I feel like through through the years, that's the toughest part about hockey. You know, it's the toughest part about our job. It's losing friends, and you know, it never it never gets normal in a way where you know, especially when you grow up with it, with with so many guys in the organization, like the the school minors, and and you you know each other so well, and you become brothers, and then uh, and then you, you lose friends, and then you end up winning right after or something, you know? So it's like, it, it's tough. It's not, it, trades are never easy and it's part of the reality. Like I'm, I'm here in Russia and I play with a guy that, that Colby knows, Chris Verstig. And yesterday he just packed up his stuff and we're all like almost hugging. I played with him for about, you know, two weeks. So what I went through with, with Colby and, and, and guys like that. So it's, it's always sad. And, uh, uh, but at the end, you keep in touch, and that's the the beauty of of our sport is that you know you make friendships uh, for forever, and uh, and you grow, and, and and you keep in touch. Well, Colby, if you don't mind, I'm going to continue with Max and uh, just have you sign off. And thank you so much for jumping on and having a few laughs with Max. We appreciate it. And then I'm going to uh, get into the Max legend uh, here in Pittsburgh with uh, the absolutely. Okay? You know what, Staggy? Before I go, thanks for having me. Good Max. Good luck this year. It's good to hear your voice and uh, have a good season and. Have fun with your family over there. I will say this, last game against the Oilers, you probably saw the highlight of the Crosby overtime goal, Max. Amazing. Yeah, like that, that was such on a platter for Sid to have have a night like that. But I, I, the one thing we were missing, and if it could have happened, right when that happened, just because of the whole Connor McDavid Sid thing, if, if Max could have came out to center ice out of nowhere and done the shush, <laughs> the shush done the shush at center ice. That's what we were missing, buddy. But good hearing you. Good luck. I love you, buddy. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you later, Staggy. Okay, Colby. Thank you so much for jumping on. Hey. Max, oh, boy, the shush moment Thanks. still lives it for, in forever. Thanks a lot, Colby. <laughs> That's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. I think we could we could have talked about you right now just about reminiscing our old, uh, old memories. Uh, it's awesome. 
Okay, Max, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the next season, starting actually with the firing of Michael Terrian, if you don't mind, because that obviously was a, you know, you talk about the relationship you had with him and how he had kind of brought you guys along, and then all of a sudden he's gone. So how did you feel about that back then? It was rough. I always remember uh, how and when he got fired, and it, it, it was uh, – it was super rough, and I, you know, like you, he, he is a huge part of our 2009 Stanley Cup victory. You know, like Colby said, he, he brought us to uh, accountable and to the team that that we were at the time, and and in in a way with Michelle Tarrant, we got so close. And in '09, we had some difficulties. We maybe tired. We lost Gonchar and everything, and then. Uh, uh, Mike got fired, and and at the same time, it was exactly what was supposed to happen in a way because we we might have needed the change, you know, which which Dan Balsma came in and and was almost the the, the opposite in the way of Michelle, which which he you know he came with his big smile and and came kind of loose and, and happy go lucky and and that's probably what we needed at the time, and uh, so the change was was needed. Uh, and we'd never know what would have happened if, if Michelle would have would have stayed her coach. But but Dan Balsma certainly happened at the right time at the right moment with a couple of good trades at the at the right time. And uh, and uh, and then we went on to, to I think win 21 our last 24 games if I if I recall right. It was eight, it 18 was, uh, three and four. You were 18 three and four uh, down the stretch. Incredible yeah, record. So it's uh, yeah incredible. So it was. Uh, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason, and that was certainly uh, meant to happen. Max, I- I'm telling you, I-, I look at some of these highlights. First of all, you, you ended up, you know, you were talking about Michael Terrian, and you were a third, fourth-line guy, whatever. You were playing with Gino. I mean, you you ended up in situations that maybe you didn't really believe you were going to end up in yourself, and you certainly took advantage of it. Yeah, it, uh, you know, got along with the guy pretty well since the start. You know, as Gino's roommate, uh, his first three years in the NHL, and then uh, oh boy, what was that like? Happens and, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great actually. I I have some uh, some great stories that I can't really tell on the air that will always stay <laughs> between me and Gino. But uh, we actually saw each other uh, maybe a month ago or two months ago here in Moscow. We had dinner together, so we we talked about these old stories, and and, and it was great. So it, once again, you know, you stay friends with guys like this. Uh, uh, but uh, remember. Playing his line in, in 2009 was just incredible. It, it happened in the second round, actually, against uh, against Washington. That uh, I think they changed Peter Sikora for for myself and uh, me, him, and, and uh, Fedotenko. We we ended up having a great chemistry. Where uh, you know, in, in D zone and stuff, I would go and, and play center a little bit, and then when we move in, in neutral zone and O zone, I'd play right wing. And uh, uh, we clicked. It definitely clicked. It's easy to click with a player like that when he's, he's on fire like he did in Amp. Uh, Winning the con tonight, but uh, everything was great. We had a blast, and uh, we didn't ask too many questions. We just played and, and had fun. And uh, uh, he certainly uh, made me a better player, even though he, he said I had a little bit bad hands in, the <laughs> in that uh, funny interview. What do you like about Max Talbot game, and why is it helping your game? First, it's I'm see how play Max. It's lots of emotion. It's never stop. It's skate. Yeah, a little bit bad hands. It's, it's, <laughs> he he have lots of scoring chance not score. <laughs> 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 
just emptiness. It's okay, he learned summer. No, I like play with him. It's lots of emotions, skate, and he play all game, not stop. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one too. So uh, we made we made some magic happen. Well, he made some magic happen, and uh, I got fortunate enough to uh, to be on the ice at the same time as him. Where did the superstar thing come from? I think it's from that A and L commercial. Yeah, that's what I thought. The A and L is that where it started? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I think it's the in our commercial that kind of like uh, we filmed as a fluke with Colby and, and Garnsch and Gino, and it happened that uh, superstar treatment again. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's how it happened, I'm pretty sure. What about that sweet loaner you gave me? That's free too. Hey, Alex, I'm a superstar. <laughs> A&L Motors would like to congratulate the superstar Max Talbot on another successful season and playoff run. You had uh, a, a good time in Pittsburgh. Um, you were a single guy who uh, had a phenomenal personality. You weren't uh, shy about you know being funny with the media and 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 letting people see your, your other side, which was great. Uh, and I think it really helped the Penguins from a branding standpoint because you guys were all young and you were all together. And I think the young people of Pittsburgh really related to you. But I remember actually ending up at somehow at your apartment one time on the south side. I, you know you know me, I didn't hang around with the players. But, but for one, some, some reason, one night I ended up there. And you had a great place. You had an awesome place right down across the street from Diesel. Uh, I remember you were the first guy I ever knew who had blinds that went up and down like by remote control. Like you could control your blinds in your, in your apartment. But you must have had a lot of fun with the boys down there uh, during that time. Yeah, well, those blinds were not my choice. They were already there when I bought the place. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah, but, but I would think you'd always want to have them from now on, though. They were awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I certainly need them because a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happened in that apartment. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, good good times with, with, with the boys. You know, like we we that's kind of where we we would hang out to to relax and uh, ease off the pressure uh, uh, from the games. And we, you know, we had some laughs. Apartment and, and, and some good stories, some music, watching some other games, uh, uh, drinking some beers, and talking about you know the reality of you know I, I, that's when social media almost started. There was no cell phone with cameras almost back then. It was starting a little bit, but uh, you know we, I feel like we were just young and and and, and stupid and just playing <laughs> with no pressure in a way, and that made that, that made us better. You know that made us. Uh, uh, you know, very good because we had fun going to the rink. We had fun after games. We had, you know, we'd go to the rink. We would work so hard and and laugh, and and we were so tight as a team. And uh, and I think uh, that's one reason why we won for sure. When you look back at the shush moment, which Colby mentioned earlier, and you watch you watch the video of that, um, do you remember you know it being a, just a completely extemporaneous move by you uh, to to do that? Uh, how did that thing kind of enter your mind at that moment uh, after you fought Daniel Carcillo? I think the reason I did this was actually because after the fight, after the fight, uh, after I, I beat him up, <laughs> no, not really, <laughs> that's in my head. Uh, but after he beat me up, uh, I remember him look, looking on, looking on the left side and looking at him like going with his hands, like trying to get the crowd to be, to be louder. And for me, my instant relax, reaction was the opposite. Was like, was like, no, no, shush, don't, don't, don't be louder. <laughs> Just uh, you know, be yeah. quiet because we're we're gonna come back, you know. And I had I I had this feeling, and the reason why 
I fought was actually because I remember uh, that the first goal was my was my fault, was my mistake, and and I knew I was not going to score three goals that game. So the only thing I could think of was to to, to start a fight and, and hope for my teammates to uh, hope for my teammates to 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 respond the way they did, and it, it worked out. You know, that was the moment of magic where the team actually, you know, it's not me that scored these three goals. You know, I just started to bring a little spark, and uh, you know, it, it it worked out. Oh, did it ever? Okay, I'll fast forward to the to the final, and you score the two big goals in Game Seven. On to Brooks Orpik, and the Penguins trying to change on the move as Orpik hits center ice and drills it to Red Wings territory. Stewart back defensively, gave it away. Comes in front, a quick shot, score! Talbot, he scores again. The Penguins, the opening goal. Oh, getting a fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. Max Talbot gives the Penguins the first goal. Gail with the Penguins. Wants Kennedy to take possession. He'll go to Scuderi. Got bumped on the boards by Draper. A puck free, though, off the near side. Here comes Talbot back again. With Kennedy over the right side. Talbot shoots. He scores! Max Talbot beats goaltender Osgood like a rented mule. And the Penguins take a 2-0 lead. Talbot, his second. And I remember when you scored the first one, you look back at Marc-Andre Fleury and you made like a, a signal to him. Uh, after you made it one to nothing, and I, I think I know why you did that, but I'd like you to tell the story. Well, that that game seven actually two things happened. Where in the morning I remember giving an interview to TSN, and they were asking, you know, there's always a, a game line, you know, a storyline in these game seven, and and you know, there's always a hero, and who do you think is going to be tonight? And I I remember answering like, well, I'd like to think it's going to be me, you know. So I already had kind of that crazy mindset where you know I'm a nobody, but maybe I can make a difference tonight. And then between the second and third, uh, well, I, you know, the two goals happened in the second period. I remember going to see Flower and say, Flower, like, I got this, I got a G-dub right now. Don't mess it up for me, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, the rest is history. He made some incredible saves, and, uh, and uh, it, it worked out pretty good. Does that grow with every day, Max, the importance and significance of that? Uh, your legend, as you were, as it were, uh, you know, in, in terms of what you actually accomplished that night in Detroit? It doesn't. It, it's actually, I haven't let myself enjoy it uh, yet. And that's kind of sad for myself because I, <laughs> I feel like I, I don't give myself permission to, to fully enjoy it, I feel, uh, until I'll be done playing. And uh, that's something that I feel if, if you stop and you remnants too much and you think, oh, that was great. And I feel like you, you stop moving forward. You know, I still, I'm still a player. I still strive for greatness in a way. I, I still want to get better. And, and uh, uh, But I'm telling you one thing is that when I'm going to say I'm going to hang him up and, and I'm going to say it's over, I'm going to sit down and rewatch this game and, and really enjoy it for uh, – for once, really enjoy it. I, I mean, I've enjoyed quite a bit in my life. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happened in my life because of that game. Uh, a lot of great stuff, but really enjoying it like I should. Like saying, you know, okay, Max, that, that was great. And, you know, can really think about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day for sure. What are you doing now? Like, who, who are you playing for? You said Bob Hartley, but what city and what's it like? People want to know what it's like for Max Talbot now in Russia. Well, I've been in, in Russia for the third year right now, for three years, uh, two and a half seasons. And uh, uh, I played two years for uh, Lokomotiv of Yaroslavl, 
And then now, uh, this summer, I signed for the Omsk Avantgarde. Omsk is a city in Siberia, but team, actually, the ring kind of broke down the start of the year. So uh, we play in Moscow, where uh, uh, I live downtown Moscow with my three kids and my wife. And uh, and uh, it's awesome. We're living some great experiences. The, the Russian culture is, is amazing. Uh, my my uh, two oldest are going to Russian kindergarten and uh uh, we're living some great moments, and the KHL hockey has been uh, been great for me. It's given me a lot. I've uh, learned a lot. I think it's the uh, – I can easily say it's the second-best league in the world, and uh, uh, hockey's good, and I, I still enjoy playing. You know, I obviously I'm getting older every day, and I don't know how long I'm still going to play, but uh, still I have a lot of passion for the game, and uh, uh, hockey's still fun for me. Is Gino, uh, you know, giving you any tips on, uh, you know, the language or the culture or, you know, where to eat and stuff like that in Moscow? Well, two years ago, my first game in Magnitogorsk, where uh, Malkin is from, I, I got a tap on the shoulder right as, of, uh, as I was uh, going on the ice, and it was uh, Mr. Malkin uh, that came to see my game. And uh, he's like, hey, Max, Max, and he's screaming at me, and I look around, and it's Mr. Malkin... Uh, Right before I go on the ice in Magnitogorsk, like halfway around the, the the world, so it it was great to see him. But I saw I had dinner with Malkin in Moscow uh, uh, in September, right before I left for Pittsburgh. And him, uh, uh, Kovalchuk, and Radulov, we went to a restaurant in Moscow, and uh, uh, we had a blast. You know, was with his wife, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was a great time. So uh, uh, I've learned a lot uh, from uh, the Russian culture, and it's uh, uh, it's been great for me. Okay, um, before you uh, go, I, I, I got to ask you about, um, you know, what your future is. Uh, do, you, do you see yourself coming back to Pittsburgh, Max? I have no clue. I obviously feel like Pittsburgh's been my second home since uh, day one, you know. Uh, so we'll see what the future holds for, for, for myself, but it's certainly an option because, uh, uh, you know, I came with my wife twice in Pittsburgh to watch a playoff game. I haven't had a chance to come for, for longer with her, but both times that I I came for playoff hockey in Pittsburgh uh, since uh, since my last season, that my wife can't believe how, how great the people are and and how much uh, people still uh, still like me in a way. Still, I get recognized a lot, and it's uh, it, it's home for me. So uh, uh, there's it's certainly something that uh, that's in the back of my my mind, and uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what's going to happen because I can't predict the future, but uh, but it's certainly uh, uh, an option for me for sure. Well, the boys are supposed to get together on uh, the 6th of January when the Penguins play the Chicago Blackhawks, and we're going to have a, a celebration of the, the 10-year anniversary of the 09 Cup, and as many of the guys as we can get there, we're going to get. Obviously, you're going to be where you are now. but uh, I might know. fake an injury, Stan. <laughs> That would be awesome. We would love to see it. An injury, because Jennifer Bolano told me about it uh, uh, earlier, and you know, it's it's something that I I was so pissed about missing the 50th anniversary, uh, and, and this uh, this January 6th uh, date is definitely uh, in my mind, and it uh, it would hurt uh, hurt me for uh, not to be there, of course. Max, you've always had a special quality. Um, going back, I remember the day you were drafted by the Penguins. Uh, you were interviewed. Uh, you were really good in that first interview you ever did with uh, somebody who was working for the Penguins at the time. We were at the draft, and you were happened to be there, and you talked about your uh, your you know your your style and everything. And then you just had this knack of <clears throat> scoring big goals and 
being the top scorer on your team in junior, uh, you were the MVP of the playoffs two years in a row, won the Guy Lafleur Trophy, and then you win the Stanley Cup and score the two big goals in Game 7. It's just something about you. What is it about you, Max, that made you able to sort of rise up and be that player at that moment, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I have no clue. Maybe because I, I think a little differently. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little, uh, I don't know, um, crazy. I just <laughs> think that, you know, sometimes you need those those guys on the team where the, that are a little out of the ordinary. And, and uh, you know, I always, uh, uh, I, I still am like that. I have three wonderful kids and I, you know, I'm lucky to met alive right now. And, and I still think, uh Simply to, to see the life and appreciate every moment and experiences, and, and uh, you want to be the guy that uh, that's going to make a difference. And uh, you know, uh, it's uh, we're privileged to play hockey and have a chance to play this great game and and, and doing what we love. And uh, you know, I, I still uh, feel that every day in my life. Yep, and I also got the feeling that even with that, you were always a guy who felt like you had to prove yourself every day. That you was you were never you never arrived, and that's why you won't look back and really relish that moment because you feel like you still have have to make sure you're doing the right thing to to stay where you are. Well, that's why I'm still scared of my coaches when I'm 35 <laughs> years old, you know. Because <laughs> you 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 know someday you have bad games and you still think, oh my God, I should be way better than this, and you have to go back in the gym and and refocus and reset, and you ask yourself questions, and you know uh, I think it's part of uh, being a pro and. Uh, I still uh, still enjoy this uh, quite a lot. How's your shoulder, Max? <laughs> I remember we. Oh, they're both great. Oh, good because I remember I used they're to get shots good. of you on the bench, and you were always worried about that shoulder popping out. And yeah, well, I got repaired in 2009. I got the other one in 2011. I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The body. Uh, hopefully, I'll just hope that when I'm done playing, uh, I'll be able to play uh, play with my kids. Uh, uh, you know, play ball and stuff. Uh, you know, running and uh, I like to move a lot, so. I hope my buddy will uh, will be good for a couple more years because hockey uh, is a tough sport, but, uh, yeah, it's the best sport in the world. Hey, Max, thanks a lot. Uh, could talk to you for hours. I'd love to hear more about what uh, what it's like in Russia and, and flying around in that league and, and stuff, and maybe someday we can do another one of these down the road. Uh, and, uh, you know, all the best to you. I hope, hope you have a great year there in Moscow and enjoy every minute of it. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and uh, hope everything's good with you. And, uh Hey, everybody, I uh, in Pittsburgh, and I, I miss you guys. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Okay, Max, thank you very much. Thanks, Doug, no problem, okay? Max Talbot, a man of great character, a man of sartorial splendor, a man with a great sense of humor, a great feeling of uh, com- camaraderie that you get when you're around him and his teammates. You, it's just an awesome feeling uh, to, to see somebody like him have success, uh, knowing where he came from, coming up uh, through, through the school of hard knocks and Michael Tarion, and then eventually winning the Stanley Cup and scoring those two big goals in Game 7 in June of 2009. What an opportunity it was to talk to him and Colby Armstrong. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. And that's it for this edition of It's a Great Day for Hockey Talk. I'm Paul Steigerwald. We'll talk to you next time.